Welcome to CPF Firewire, a podcast from California professional firefighters where we discuss a wide range of issues affecting firefighters, our unions, our families, and the communities we serve. Hello and welcome to CPF Firewire. I'm Brian Rice and I'm the president of the California Professional Firefighters. Every decision that affects your professional lives as a firefighter is made by an elected official. Your pay, your benefits, your working conditions, and your future. Just like your local, CPF is committed to making life better for firefighters and their families. For us, this happens in the legislature and with the governor's administration. In this edition of the CPF Firewire, I'd like to talk about what we were able to accomplish this year and a little about the battles that are still to come. Before going through the list of bills, I'd like to take us back to the CPF Ledge Conference this past spring. Nearly 200 members came to Sacramento to press the case for our issues with lawmakers. Let's hear from some of them about why it's important to have a voice at the Capitol. We're here at the state Capitol engaging with uh, our state senators and our state uh, assembly representatives and kind of providing them information on what we are here doing, fighting for our residents and for the firefighters across the state. Uh, to provide uh, better working conditions and what we think are important to us. For me, this is the, my third or fourth ledge conference. Um, I feel like when I come to these, not only to give me a little bit more education on some, some of the bigger issues that maybe I'm missing at the local level, but really, it, it really inspires you when you, you know, we're down in the trenches, working hard, and sometimes you forget what the big picture is, and to hear that everybody's in the same place and we're all working together, it, it kind of boosts you and, and gets you motivated again, and I appreciate it. What you see here is a microcosm of all the union leaders and the executive board members representing the 30,000 firefighters statewide getting informed, getting prepared, walking the hallways, and seeking, actively seeking that support of our elected officials to take care of our members. Clearly, it's important that we are in the arena fighting. So how do we do? Well, let's start with our highest priority, protecting firefighters' behavioral health. We all know the statistics. One out of five firefighters suffers from post-traumatic stress. One out of six admit to thoughts of suicide because of what they've seen and done on the job. More firefighters now commit suicide than die in the line of duty. It's a serious issue, and this year some major steps were taken to address it. The biggest and most far-reaching achievement was the passage of Senate Bill SB 542, the firefighter PTSI presumption. Simply put, SB 542 says that for PTSI claims under workers' comp, it's presumed that the firefighters suffered that injury on the job. This bill also sets a path for creating treatment options for post-traumatic stress. This is the first PTSI presumptive bill to pass through both houses of the legislature. It won in part because of firefighters like Derek Robinson of Kern County Local 1301, who came to Sacramento to tell his story to members of the state Senate. Good morning, Chair, members of the committee. I wanna first of all, thank you for your time this morning and for hearing this uh, bill. I also wanna thank Senator Stern for uh, taking the lead on this and writing this bill. It's very important to me and the rest of my brothers and sisters. My name is Derek Robinson. As he mentioned, I'm a captain with the Kern County Fire Department with 18 plus years of experience. <clears throat> As firefighters, we're expected to have a normal response to abnormal situations on a daily basis. We see the worst moments in everyone's lives. That's why they call us. 
and we're supposed to have a normal response and internalize that. <clears throat> it doesn't lead to good um, mental health, it leads to an injury. It is our job to be the helpers when a massive wildfire destroys an entire town or when a young person has their life cut short by uh, senseless violence. In Kern County, a few years ago, we had the Erskine fire that destroyed um, a major community in, in Kern County and at the time, I believe, was the biggest fire in the history of the state of California, followed shortly by the Thomas Fire, the Carr Fire, and others that destroyed communities up and down the state. What's left in the aftermath of a path of a wildfire is pure devastation. I've had to look uh, someone in the eyes and try to explain to them why their house burned down and their neighbor who's 10 feet away, the house is still standing. There is no explanation. There is no way to uh, justify that, uh, ex that travesty to an individual. We're trained to think that any call we return from safely is a good call. It's not true. We may walk away from an incident, but that doesn't mean we walked away in one piece. Post-traumatic stress is an injury. Every bit as real as a broken arm or a blown out knee. And like, phys like a physical injury, it only gets worse if we don't take care of it. Or worse, act like it isn't there. For too long, we as firefighters have been looking, for, looking away from post-traumatic stress injury. And unfortunately, we're starting to see the effects. As we sit here today, more firefighters die by their own hand than in the line of duty. By some counts, as many as a third of all firefighters consider suicide. I know <clears throat> because I'm one of those that had those thoughts. Luckily for me, on December 1st, 2017, I summoned the courage to ask for help. I spent years as a firefighter playing the tough guy role. It's a hard job, suck it up, buttercup. It almost killed me. Every firefighter with blood in their veins knows these feelings. There isn't a firefighter anywhere who doesn't have the calls that stick with them. The smells, the sounds that haunt them regularly, they burn a hole in your soul and your heart and your, your mind that can't be taken care of. I think it was said best when someone uh, said, I wish that my brain could unsee the things that my eyes have seen. If ever there was a job-related injury for firefighters and first responders, it is post-traumatic stress. Senate Bill 542 simply recognizes this reality and creates a path forward for healing. Firefighters aren't looking for a way out. For all its difficulties, we love our job and can't imagine doing anything else. But it is a job that puts us at risk, our bodies and our minds. The workers' compensation was built to help employees heal from their job-related injuries so they can go back to work. SB 542 asks is that firefighters have the opportunity to heal the wounds of post-traumatic stress so they can get back to the job they love. I believe that if we recognize post-traumatic stress injury for what it is, without suspicion or rejection, we will have a healthier profession and that makes us better able to do our jobs protecting our communities and our state. I respectfully ask that you support SB 542, and I, again, thank you for your time. SB 542 won overwhelming support from both houses and both parties, and last month, Governor Newsom signed it into law. When he signed it, 
the governor followed through on a commitment he made to us back when he ran in 2018. Then-candidate Newsom promised to sign a PTSI presumptive bill. Governor Newsom delivered on his promise, and our members are the better for it. The other part of our behavioral health package deals with peer support. Assembly Bill 1116 protects the confidentiality of conversations between firefighters and peer support teams. It also sets up standards that will help a lot more departments set up peer support for their firefighters. We all know that firefighters are more likely to open up to other firefighters about the struggles they face. Peer support programs help make those conversations possible. But for peer support to work, there needs to be a level of trust protecting peer supporters and our members. Listen to Rex Pritchard, president of Long Beach Firefighters Local 372, when he testified in assembly committee last year. Madam Chair, members of the committee, my name is Rex Pritchard and I'm an engineer with the Long Beach Fire Department and I'm president of Long Beach Firefighters Association. I also serve on the behavioral task force sponsored by California professional firefighters, Cal Chiefs, OES, and the California Firefighter Joint Apprenticeship Program. And I also serve on the Firescope Task Force for Behavioral Health. I am here to ask for your support of Assembly Bill 1116. In the course of doing our job, first responders are often asked to face the trials that few of us can ever imagine. Whether it's a catastrophic fatal fire, shootings, auto accidents, plane crashes, or terrorist attacks, our firefighters confront the horrors of life and bear witnesses the pain of death every single day. All too often, firefighters try to bury the wrenching emotional impact of these traumatic experiences. They try to let go of these events, but sometimes the events won't let go of us. National studies indicate that one out of every five firefighters suffers post-traumatic stress disorder, roughly the same rate that is seen in the military. Firefighters are four times as likely to take their own lives as they are to lose their lives in a fire or other traumatic event. Often these victims have suffered in silence, concerned that opening up about acute stress might put their job at risk or brand them as unfit for duty. We know that peer support, firefighters talking confidentially with other firefighters, is an effective way to help with the healing process. AB 1116 is designed to make it easier for firefighters to seek and receive this crucial assistance. More importantly, AB 1116 ensures the communications between peer support members and firefighters will be confidential. Under the bill, these communications cannot be used against a firefighter or the qualified peer support personnel in a civil or administrative proceeding. The bill contains exemptions in situations where there is an immediate threat to life and limb or if there is an immediate risk of a crime being committed. California Professional Firefighters is proud to sponsor this measure on behalf of 30,000 frontline firefighters. We believe it provides an opening for our members to seek the help they need without worrying that it could cost them the job that they love. And I'm gonna go a little bit off script right now and talk bluntly about an incident in the loss of One of our brothers, Captain Dave Rosa, who was murdered in Long Beach, June 25th, uh, 2018. Um, Very traumatic event. Firefighters aren't meant or ever expect to get shot and killed while responding to a a fire and fighting a fire. Um, It was critically important for firefighters to be able to speak and talk in confidentiality with one another uh, to help us get through that event.
AB 1116 will help our members open up about their difficulties on the job, and I believe it'll save lives in our profession. Once again, the legislature voted overwhelmingly to support the bill, and Governor Newsom signed it. Taken together, these two measures give California the most far-reaching PTSI protections in the country. I believe we will remember 2019 as a year we finally brought post-traumatic stress injury out of the shadows in the state of California. This year, we've also seen a new wave of attacks on fire-based EMS. The latest scheme launched against firefighters and EMS is the effort to privatize 911 dispatch. Local EMS directors in Solano County, Monterey County, and Ventura County have tried to ram through new contracts to lock your fire departments out of dispatch. We've seen this situation play out and have disastrous effects in San Joaquin County, one of the few places in the state where this risky strategy has been tried. SB or Senate Bill 438 stops this scheme in its tracks. The bill says 911 medical dispatches to be provided by public fire agencies. I had the opportunity to testify in support of SB 438 before the Senate Health Committee earlier this year. My name is Brian Rice. I'm the president of the California Professional Firefighters. I've been a 31-year veteran of the California Fire Service, and I've served in the front lines and also as a deputy chief of operations for the Sacramento Metropolitan Fire District here in Sacramento. The most sacred mission of government at any level is protecting the lives and the health of its people. For more than seven decades, that mission has included providing fast, effective emergency medical service response. The first and often not often, the first and one of the most critical life and death responsibilities for 911 is our dispatch. When seconds count, it's a sworn duty of public fire agencies to deploy the closest and fastest response possible. They are the most direct and accountable public safety providers. Senate Bill 438 ensures that that sacred responsibility is not passed off or compromised by motivations other than what matters most, and that is patient care. Under SB 438, public agencies will be prevented from directly outsourcing this core public safety function to private for-profit entities. If such services are to be contracted, it can only be to another public entity or through a joint powers agreement involving all the affected public agencies. Such agreements exist today and are protected by this measure. In recognition, the core mission of public safety in SB 438 demands the highest standard of response from public agencies. After all, we're the ones that are accountable only to the public and the taxpayers for whom we serve. By contrast, private for-profit entities are accountable to their owners or the shareholders, kind of similar to what we're seeing in the utility industry today. Mm. This creates a potential for medical decisions based on cost or profit rather than the urgent needs of the patients. Few public agencies have taken the risky step of privatizing their 911 dispatch centers. In situations where it has happened, the results have proven disastrous. I know that you'll hear from some of our brothers and sisters in San Joaquin County. SB 438 does nothing to shield public agencies, and this is very important, from medical control policies required by their local EMSAs, EMS agencies. 
It simply recognizes that accountable public agencies must take responsibility for dispatch and response modes that best protect their communities. Every dispatch and resource mode must always meet or exceed the LEMSA or local EMSA medical control policies. As firefighters, EMS is a core part of our function. You simply don't work as a firefighter in this state unless you're at a minimum an EMT basic life support. In life and death situations, it's all about deploying rapid response. And the responsibility of local agencies for making this happen should not be checked off to anybody's bottom line. On behalf of the 30,000 members of the California professional firefighters, EMTs, and paramedics, I respectfully ask your I vote on SB 438. Sitting right next to me at that hearing was Jeff Meston, the president of the California Fire Chiefs Association. Literally dozens of firefighters and fire chiefs lined up in support of SB 438. That was a true partnership for public safety. The senator who carried the bill for us, Bob Hertzberg, was passionate in his support. You have before you, I would suggest over a thousand years of experience, if I had to add them all up, of both labor and management. This is not just the, the, the firefighters. These are police chiefs together. Why? Because they know in their heart. And what you said, Senator Grove, and you said, Chairman Pan, is exactly this. This is the essence of public service. This is the front line. This is who gets the call. This is what it feels like when there's a mistake because it's contracted out. Are there management challenges? Damn right there are. But this is one of those areas of public service and public safety that you don't scrimp on, that we can't make a mistake on. And so what you have is a, a coalition of an unbelievable number of professional people who at their core and what they're about and why they have these jobs. When I talk to the president of the Fires Fires Association, he talks to me with great emotion and passion because he wants to serve the public. And he does, and he sees these kinds of mistakes and all of his members and the chiefs see these mistakes. That's why they've traveled from all corners of the state. So yes, there's challenges. There's always challenges in management of organizations. And when you have split between counties who are trying to manage money versus people who are responding to the calls, what you're seeing here today, you are seeing this issue. I stand with them. I ask for your I vote. As with our other measures, we win strong bipartisan support in both houses of the legislature, and Governor Newsom signed the bill into law. EMS is not an industry, it's a service. It belongs in the hands of accountable public fire departments. While the bills signed by Governor Newsom represent important milestones for our profession, there's still a lot of unfinished business. For the last five years, a number of fire departments have been piloting a creative new approach to improving EMS patient care. It's called community paramedicine, and it is filling important gaps for our most vulnerable patients. Studies of the pilot programs have shown that they're improving patient outcomes and helping to reduce hospital wait times. Assembly Bill 1544 would give every fire department in the state the option to implement this important new tool. Joining us in this effort are the state's emergency room physicians who understand the importance of getting patients the care they need. AB 1544 won strong bipartisan support in the California Assembly, and it's still very much alive going into 2020. Our legislative team is continuing to work with groups representing other health care providers. We hope to be back early next year with a strong community paramedic measure.
The success we had in the legislature and with the administration is not an accident. It's a result of a lot of hard work by CPF's legislative team. It's also the result of work we do together with elected leaders who will support firefighters with their votes, not just their words. And it's a result of members like you who are willing to get in touch with your own legislators to promote our pro-firefighter agenda. If you want to keep track of our agenda, you can go to cpf.org and follow us at California Firefighters on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. When you go to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, look up CA Firefighters. That's CA Firefighters. You can also make your voice heard through your own local union leadership. You can find the CPF Firewire at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and at the CPF website, which is cpf.org. We're always interested in getting your feedback and comments about the podcast. Tell us what you'd like to hear about. Drop us a line at info at cpf.org. That would be I-N-F-O at cpf.org. CPF Firewire is a production of the California Professional Firefighters. Our producer is Farah Diani. Our engineer is Matt McDermott. And I'm Brian Rice. Please join us next month for another episode of CPF Firewire.